Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hockey! My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into a Monday edition of Judd's Hockey Show because we have some uh, breaking news that I guess uh, we can't consider to be completely surprising involving a wild goaltender. It's Judd. It is Declan as we uh, um, crawl towards the start of training camps. Tomorrow is the start of August. Training camps obviously will start in September. Before we get to that breaking news, though, Declan Goff, I want to talk to you about something that's very important if you're a Minnesota sports fan. That is Throttle Therapy, brought to you by our friends, look at that, at Miller Marine and Power Lodge, giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more. It's outstanding. Uh, you can go from floor to shore today with the iconic Bennington pontoon that you're looking at and try tune packages at doorbuster pricing at Miller Marine, which is located in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. It's going to be, it is a fantastic way, especially if you're a hockey fan because you know all about cold winters. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic way to spend your summer when the ice turns to water. Get that Bennington, get that tri tune on the water and enjoy it. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com and snag some of that throttle therapy today. And speaking of that, I think uh, while GM Declan Goff, Bill Guerin can get some throttle therapy now that he has the last piece of uh, the Wilds puzzle as he avoided arbitration, which was set for August 4th with goaltender Philip Gustafson. Give us the specifics on the Gustafson contract that came out today. Okay, so we have a three-year contract for Philip Gustafson, $11.25 million deal. That's an AAV, average annual value, of $3.75 million. 
Uh, he has a five-team no-trade clause that kicks in only during the final year of his contract on July 1st, 2025, Ooh, uh, like per that. The Athletic. That was a source that told um, told The Athletic that in the negotiation process. Last year, Gustafson, 22-9-7 and seven record, uh, 210 GAA and 931 save percentage. And after this, from a cap side, the Wild have $1.6 million in cap space left. Obviously, Kalen Addison maybe being this last domino to fall, whether that's him getting re-signed for pennies on the dollar, whether that's another trade coming to free up more cap space, or whether that's just Kalen Addison being traded outright in general, if not the combination of the first two things I said. Uh, so that is the skinny here, Judd. So Gustin locked up to a three-year contract. Yeah, and in in uh, Kalen's case, he has no arbitration rights, so he is basically screwed. Yeah. Um. So he, he's not going to have – it's not like he, he can try and drive that price up, and if he does, of course, he will be traded. You are the goaltending sort of whisper of this show, so I'm going to ask you. Okay. Flower is back, obviously. Yep. Um, Jesper Wallstedt is at some point in time going to become probably the top goaltender for this team. He'll be entering year two in Iowa. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to spend the whole season there or not, but clearly the Wilds not prepared to have him graduate to the National Hockey League yet. So what is your reaction to this agreement that avoids arbitration? I mean, it's fine. Uh, I like that it gives him flexibility. $3.7 million isn't a ton. Right now they have... Flurry and Gustafson under contract for basically the same price. Gus at 3.7, the flower for 3.5. So you're only spending 8.7% of your salary cap right now on the goaltending side of things, which I actually like. That's, that's a definitely a very right? low number. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. That's still a very low number. You're only giving seven. I mean, you're seeing other goalies getting signed for, you know, those max deals that are eight yeah. to nine million dollars. So I, I like it from a 3.7 side. I know I told you and Jess just last week that I would even entertain trading him and yes. finding your, you know, your other replacement. I mean, Philip Gustin might have been out of the NHL at this point last year. I mean, if he didn't get a shot with the Wild in the Cam Talbot trade. So I think in general, it's fine. And you can probably even move that contract once Jesper Walstead is indeed here. You know, you can always find those guys. But the Wild have stuck to their plan of not overcommitting and overpaying for goaltending. That is something right. that has been done through this regime, past regimes. Don't overpay for goaltending. And in my opinion, even though Gus is riding just basically 50, 60 games of a small sample size of really good play, you're not giving him a long-term deal. Yep. You didn't break the bank. I'm fine with this plan. Yeah, it seems very fair. It, it seems like it, it's it certainly is not a stretch or an overpay. Um, and I love this, too. So... I have long said this, and it continues to be the case. Sports Dad hates National Hockey League contracts, not because of term necessarily, not because of money necessarily, but because of the no trades, right? Like they give them out. I've always said this, like they're candy, the no move clauses. A five-team no trade in year three seems incredibly fair because I think that if Gustafson turns out to be solid but not great, that there's a chance he gets moved before that. Yeah. So, absolutely. you know, yeah, I— the more I've thought about this, and we have certainly broken this down a lot from your perspective on this show, I think not committing, I mean, if you're going to win, you need solid goaltending. But as we saw with the Golden Knights, more importantly is your defense, right? Mm-hmm. Big defensemen that can put their boot in somebody's butt. That's more important than just, oh my God, the goaltender, you know, the days of the goaltender standing on his head by himself are probably gone. Yeah. So yeah. I think that this is incredibly fair. Now, tell me this, too. 
I've gone back and forth on this question, Declan. With a roster pretty much set, unless there's a surprise move here, for 2023-24, what's your expectation right now? So, like, what's your what's your regular season? Let's, for the time being, forget playoffs because it's been a gong show and we don't know. <laughs> but what is your regular season expectation for the Minnesota Wild? Fringe playoff team. Okay. Fringe playoff team. Um, coming down from 100 points pretty hard. I think you're maybe looking at 88 to 91 points. I don't think it's you're not falling off the map, and you're not going to be necessarily firmly in the lottery next season. still think they're good enough uh, to be competitive. But for next season, I would say a fringe playoff team. I think everyone in the Central has kind of gotten a lot better, Yeah. and I don't think the Wild have gotten better. And I know the salary cap problems are the biggest reason for them not being able to make additions or not being able to uh, just make their team overall better. But I think in general, I I would call them a fringe playoff team. This is probably the least excited I have been about an upcoming wild season in like the last four, pre-Caprisoff. In the Caprisoff era, this one going into the season is probably the least I have been excited for, if that makes sense. So a fringe playoff team is what, 93 points? Yeah. 95 points? Mm -hmm. Because now with with the uh, multitude of points available, it certainly has changed. I think you're probably right, but here's why I think you're right, too. They're a fringe playoff team if they do this right, unless they get completely surprised. Because I think what you have to do, I'm hoping, is you have to be committed, in my opinion, in the coming season more to development than like veteran guys who are going to milk points, if that makes sense. So, because I think that you could make a run, there's a case to be made, that there's a possibility that you could make a run at the success of a year ago, if you were to try to get as many points as possible, and that means scratching Rossi, right? Mm-hmm. That means Duhame stays on the fourth line, perhaps, things like that. But I think the important thing, and I don't know if the Wild's going to do this or not, I think the most important thing is to say we have a window here in, in which we got a ton of prospects, and they have some really nice prospects. That's, the, that's where they're blessed, and that, that's a credit to them. Bill Guerin and uh, Judd Brackett. But, yeah, I think they're a fringe playoff team if they do it right, which is we're going to have to find out right now. Yeah. And there's no better time than the next couple of years to develop them. So when you do come out of cap hell, and keep in mind, too, the cap could go up, I think, fairly significantly for the first time in forever a year from now. Um, so they, they might not be considered to be in cap hill uh, cap hell, even with the Parisian suitor contracts and buyouts still on the books. But yeah, I'm with you, but I think you're a French playoff team because you say, we got to look at guys too. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to go out and make trades for, you know, no names. We're not going to do something to try and, because at some point in time you have to, I think you have to use the regular season. And I think the wild did, it just fell short as also a platform to find out what you have for the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I think you have to just figure out what you have in all these other prospects and the players. So if you can't fill out your roster with mainstay NHL players because of your salary cap problems, then you may as well play Marco Rossi. You may as well try to some try to call up some of these prospects too that um, to see if they're legit NHL players. Yeah, I, th- I think the only thing remaining basically this offseason is Kalen Addison. And then is there a surprise trade to give you more wiggle room so you're not completely pennies against the dollar by the time training camp opens up? And I think the guys that probably fall into that bin are Felino, 
and that's and maybe Flurry if Flurry didn't want to, but I don't think Flurry wants to move anywhere because if he wanted he, to, right? Yes, if he absolutely to a wanted contender, to. possibly, yeah. So but no, he won't. I, I think you're right. So uh, it, then it comes down to like, would they trade Marcus Foligno and maybe Kalen Addison just to give them more salary cap space and I to think create Foligno's a more going nowhere, man? I, think I don't Bill think so Karen either. Loves him because mm-hmm. we, you know, I, I think it, it was Jesse who first brought up the subject of trading him. Which you know what, if you could get a good trade for him, yeah. But I don't think so. I think they love him, and he is a good guy. I mean, he's a great room guy. Um, the reality, though, is at some point in time, more importantly than trying to get 100 points, which is nice, you have to put your finger on why you're not advancing in, in the playoffs. Because the disturbing thing, Dex, is this. The last two years, they've gotten bounced in the first round with very different teams. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you went into the playoffs last year with a team where you're like, Okay, this isn't a huge team, but it's got Orion Reeves. It certainly looks like a more physical team that could get you at least through a round. And, you know, what, the first three games or so against Dallas were fun and they were great. And after that, you completely went back to regression in the playoffs. So that's the other thing is you're going to have to decide who fits and who doesn't fit for the long term. And I think that there might have to be not right now, but I think there might have to be tough decisions made on players mm-hmm. and on the coach. Yep. And you have to figure out, too, like, okay, so you have Kaprizov here, uh, still here for, I believe, three more years, right? And can you convince him enough that if you have a couple stalled seasons, basically in years three and four of this contract, can you convince him that you're going to be able to re-sign him again once, once the bidding war comes back to being open again right. when he's an unrestricted free agent? Because I don't see... Right. Unless um, they really pop up and their agent, I don't know who Kirill's agent is, I don't see him giving the Wild a, a the opportunity to re-sign him until he hits free agency. I think Kirill, I think Kirill's going to want to go on the open market, at least how it stands now. Explore Los Angeles, yes. New York. <clears throat> I can just see I him mean, wanting to him. get a big bag, and he should get him one. He well, already got a, one. From a big team, From a too. bigger market, and a team that's probably closer you. to a Stanley Cup unless yep. the Wild really surprises here in these next two seasons, which I don't really think they're going to do. And what what you know, one thing that really frustrates me that we see for sure, Declan, is this. You know, well, you got to try to win now because of Krill. Well, I agree with that if you're trying to win now in the playoffs. So, like, if the Wild finishes, let's say they just pop up and surprise us a lot. Mm-hmm. And let's say they finish second in the Central Division, okay? But they get bounced in the first round again. Kirill Kaprizov is not going to say, hey, you know what, another great regular season. Wasn't that fun, boys? <laughs> so this whole conversation about, well, you've got to capitalize now. Yeah, it's true in the playoffs. But there's nothing. A successful regular season followed by a first-round ouster, I would rather finish as a wild-card team and make a playoff run. That's a lot more if if you need that to sort of keep Kirill engaged here. That's what's going to keep him engaged. Yep. It's not going to be, you know, we played hockey so well October through April 5th and then went in the toilet. He ain't staying for that. I don't blame no. him. But I, I also think that there's going to be, you know, coming up a lot of components as well on this team. Young components, Russian players. I think there's going to be a compelling case to be made for him to stay. He might leave regardless. But when you look at what's when you look at the pipeline, yeah, and some of the young Russian players, I think that there's also going to be a pretty good case to be made that you know in three years he stays here, 
and is the captain mm-hmm. um, and decides that this is the best place. But all of that has to be with an eye towards playoff success, not, oh, man, we got 105 points again. And then we lost in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they have been one of the most successful regular season teams in the NHL over the last ten years. Um, and, and I think it doesn't all, mean anything. And doesn't mean squat anymore. Exactly. And so, unless you can prove you can make a lengthy playoff run, and honestly, the Russian pipeline thing. This, you know, I I, I half jokingly said to Jesse, I was like, should we just get Putin a suite at this point? Like, I mean, for God's sake, they're drafting all these Russian on, kids. You know, kindly by the United States. No, I don't think they would either. But the fact that. You're getting guys that are from Russia that that embrace Kirill too. Probably does help the case. It's not like he's completely ousted there. And this is the last year, at least on paper, of the Zuccarello contract too. So, which is also a, a big one that they get to figure out. So, can they figure out also a way to make Kirill happy post Matt Zuccarello? Which I think they'll be just fine without Matt Zuccarello. Yes. Last thing, mm-hmm. Kalen Addison, whose name you brought up a couple of times so far. If Dean and Bill still aren't sure. Don't bring him back. Yeah. Like, he's a power play guy, and I actually think he does a decent job there. You know, the John Klingberg thing was... It was worth a shot, but it didn't work. Exactly right. But But, if they are going to pull this thing of, well, he's still going to pay the price. If he screws up, he's, you know, he's going to be benched again. Just be done with it then. Yeah. Make your decision. If he's going to play and be a power play guy, awesome. If he's not, find a different power play guy. So, Yeah, I I would probably just trade him at this point. And look... I still liked that trade that they did uh, with the Zucker trade. That was now four years ago. Time flies. But um, I still liked that trade on paper, and that was a good trade for them. And if Kalen Addison didn't end up hitting, it is what it is, man. It's not like it's a franchise-altering trade. You had to to make a move. You did. And if Kalen Addison is not going to be part of the long-term plans, you may as well try to sell as high as you can and possibly on them right now. Absolutely. Good stuff, Dex, and uh, tell the people what they need to know. Yeah, hit the subscribe button. This has been Judd's Hockey Show. You know, we actually had some breaking news to talk about. Maybe if they trade Keelan Addison by this time next week, we'll have another uh, episode to come at you with. But um, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Head on over to Purple Daily. Plenty of Vikings training camp thoughts. Flagrant Howells also. Some Timberwolves talk on this channel with Phil and Kyle. And we will be back next week.